0: This is Ready Radio, preparing you to be ready for anything. Now, here's your survival guide for Ready Radio, John Rush. All right, good afternoon, everyone. KLZ 560, Ready Radio. Thanks for joining us. Live show today on April the 28th. So if you're listening to a replay of this program, you'll know what day it is. And we've had some different type of weather here of late. Of course, it's almost May, not quite, but we're... In that season where we've got snow, rain, hail, tornadoes even this past week. I heard my first lightning and thunder last night and the storms that we had that passed through. One of the things that I'll get to if I have time today is I do have an article on how to survive a tornado. We aren't really in Tornado Alley here, but there are a lot of parts of the listening audience that we have that actually could be hit by a tornado, even eastern, uh, you know, even the eastern metro front range area, tornadoes can hit and have hit. We've had tornadoes in Thornton in the past in my lifetime, so it's it's not that it can't happen because it can. We'll talk about some of that in today's show as well. One of the first things though I wanted to get into today, which I don't know that I've ever honestly ever covered on this program in its entirety, is you know gun ownership which gun to own, for the preparedness end of things. And it's, I guess maybe I just think to myself, it's sort of one of those topics that's sort of, in the preparedness world, a given, where I, you, know, you just kind of figure most people know exactly what to have, but anymore, I don't know that that's necessarily the case. A lot of things that we get into and talk about, and even some of the people that I you know, meet and talk to and even talk about this particular program, first of all, a lot of folks, you know, you tell them about this program and they're like, oh, well, that's a good idea. And especially when you tell them that, you know, we're not a show, we can be, but we are not a show that really addresses that full all-out prepper that's got the 10 years of food storage and on and on we go, no, that's not really what we talk about on a routine basis because, frankly, I think that's pretty unrealistic to be that particular individual. And I think you need to rely on some skill sets versus just having all of those things set aside. Now, the more you have set aside, the better. I was going to have Mark Clay on today, and uh, Mark probably got tied up. He's been with us before. He's actually got a preparedness checklist that I may actually go through parts of today as well. I know I can't pack a whole lot into an hour, but if I get some time to cover what Mark has written, I will. And those of you that uh, maybe. Uh, have heard mark in the past he's got the one day closer dot biz website where he's got a lot of preparedness things on there and so on and even mark I think will tell you that does you know do most people that feel they're prepared can they check every single box even on his list? Answer is probably not I mean it takes literally years and or a lot of money and a and a constant Uh, working on if you would the the list that's there and as you guys have heard me talk in the past and I've even had this conversation and maybe to my own detriment I don't know but I I feel like the more prepared you are with the basics but yet have a skill set that allow you to you know sort of of you know take it as it goes if you would I mean there's some basic things you need to have and we'll get into some of those today but if you've got the basics and a skill set Where you can get around some of the other things that you may need at that time, you know. Frankly, to me, that's a bigger that's a bigger thing than having all of the items stored up. And some of you would say, "Well, you know, explain that, John." Well, having a skill set whereby you can make or create some of the things that you need out of just routine items you might find, to me, is as important as having the items. Because keep in mind, if something happens to where you're not even in your home. Something happens, and you're forced out of the home for whatever reason. Flood, great blizzards, tornadoes we talked about a moment ago, you name it. All of a sudden, you're not at home. Well, all of that time, energy, and effort you spent putting all those things together in your, quote-unquote, storage area, cave, basement, whatever it is, may or may not even be there when that emergency hits. And if there's an all-out, end-of-world type emergency, frankly, I think, I think you're going to be hard-pressed to stay in your house. Unless you live you know, back in the hills someplace where you know you're on your own acreage and you've got the ability to defend yourself and nobody's going to get into what you have, well, then you might be a lot better off than most. But if you're somebody living in an urban area, I really feel like it's way more important for you to hone your skill set and know how to do certain things – as opposed to having all of those items on hand. In, in other words, spend your time and effort and energy learning skills and trades and, and some of those sorts of things, as opposed to going out and buying the things you might need. That That's my opinion. Again, I could be wrong, and there are some basic things that, of course, you you know, it is hard to replicate, generation of electricity, things like that. Of course, you have to have the ability to make some of those things happen, even after, for example, an EMP strike. I was going to have... Our author William on uh, Fortune, who's written one day after he was going to be with us today, and then he had a emergency that came up today. He will be with us most likely next week. So the next show we have next Friday, he most likely will join us. I'll keep you guys abreast of that next week if we get a chance to have him back on. Wealth of knowledge. He's written many many books and has interviewed a lot of people in all of these areas and he's just a wealth of knowledge, and any time I personally can get myself around those types of individuals on, on whatever topic it happens to be, I want to do so. So, what type of weapon should you own? And, and again, this is a, this is a uh, how should I say, this is a Chevy versus Ford versus Dodge when you start talking trucks, Ram I should say, because Dodge doesn't build trucks anymore, but Ram. This is sort of one of those old debates that a lot of folks in the gun community can have. And, I, again, everybody's going to have their own opinion. Some of you listening, you're welcome to call in and give me your opinion. Feel free to do so. I've got my own thoughts and processes on this that we can discuss. Again, by the way, 303-477-5600, 303 477 5600 feel free to call in text us as well 307-200-8222 307-200-8222 and again just let me know what your thoughts are when it comes to this i've got my own opinions i've got a article out of survival dispatch where there's some basics here now i i'm just going to say that there's five guns they recommend that you have I'm going to change this list around a little bit or add some things to it a little bit, if you would. Not disagreeing with anything that's on this list, but I may add a few things to this. Now, one of the things that I'm going to recommend everyone have, number one, because it's really cheap and easy to practice. I know there's some places where you can't, but typically speaking, it's really easy to practice, get your aim down even know how to handle a firearm once you get to that point maybe you're somebody that's even new to the firearm area and some of you might laugh at me when i say this but there are some really nice and they can get very expensive so you kind of have to be careful what you buy and what you're trying to do but you can buy some pretty nice and the accuracy is is second to none by the way but air rifles and i would stay away from co2 Air rifles, because CO2 can change with the amount of CO2 left in the cartridge as far as how the shot actually works, the accuracy of, and so on. And down the road, you've got to be able to recharge those CO2 cartridges or have a bunch of them with you, carry them around, and so on. And to me, that's a pain. They make spring-loaded. And when when I say that, you're like spring-loaded. Well, we're used to the old days where you pumped up, you know, the— the air rifle, Uh, they're not that way anymore. They're all spring-loaded. They work extremely well. They're highly, highly accurate. And, again, you can spend as little or as much as you want on an air rifle. Point being, if you live in any kind of a more open area or even have a basement, they make inside uh, shooting traps, if you would, for, you know, lead pellets, where you literally could shoot in your basement and get very accurate and learn how to use a weapon in a pretty easy manner, and there's nothing wrong with doing that, and they work very, very well. So that's one of the things that I would add to my list. The five things, though, that they've got are handgun, shotgun, twenty-two rifle, semi-automatic, like an AR-15, which I'll talk about as we have time, and then, of course, a long-range rifle. Now, are you going to be able to carry all five of these with you at all times? Probably not. Probably not. So it's one of those things, again, as we, we get into this, we can talk a little bit more about that. But, uh, again, can you handle each one of these at any given time? That you'll have to decide for yourself. And this conversation can go on for quite some time as to what calibers to own and so on. And what I'm going to say is be careful of the calibers. Go ahead, Mark, pull that up. You're fine. Mark going to join us here in a second. Mark Clay just walked in. I talked about him a moment ago. Anyways, when it comes to calibers. The one thing that I would say to stay away from, and I know there's a lot of folks out there that may or may 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 not agree with me on this, but stay away from the boutique calibers. And if you know what I mean by that, you'll know what I mean. If you don't, then it doesn't matter because you're not going to be affected by that anyways. But, Mark, you know what I mean when I say boutique calibers. There's a lot of calibers out there. There's a lot of different uh, things that people have done for various reasons, and not knocking any of those, by the way. But the reason why I feel like you need... Uh, you know, very common, ordinary weapons, especially if you're going to have to bug out and go someplace, Mark, is you can't carry all the ammo you're ever going to need with you. be very <laughs> difficult to do.
1: That's right. Because it right. gets very heavy. There are some uh, weapons that shoot more than one ammo, and it's good to get those kind.
0: Good to get those kind. And it's and, and to Mark's point, it's good to get the kind, by the way, where you've bugged out. You, you know, we're, we're in an end-of-the-world type scenario, and you're going to just try to find and scramble around to find whatever you can. The off the shelf regular calibers are the guns you're going to want to have with you, not some off the wall brand where, or off the wall, you know, boutique caliber where you're having to trim casings and make <laughs> your own bullets and do all these things. And by the way, those exist. For those of you listening, those types of calibers exist. And it's a hobby and it's great and you can do all sorts of things and get very into that end of things. And I have some of those weapons myself. So again, I'm not criticizing them. But would that be the weapon of choice I've, I've got to go take out into the field, Mark, if you had to bug out? No, not it would not be. your first choice, no. No, that would be probably my last choice. If there was yep. something you had to grab out of the out of the stash of weapons you have, those would be my last choice. Again, because you want to be able to readily available have That's ammunition right. and so on. And And again, folks, I go back to the air rifle really quick. When it comes to shooting even small game, squirrels, rabbits... Things along those lines where, you know, you, you may, frankly, you can, I looked this up. I figured it was available, but I had to look. You could actually buy molds. You can heat the lead over a fire, and you can buy pellet molds. Make your own pellets if it gets to that point. You don't need <laughs> gunpowder. You don't need anything. All you need is the projectile, and that can be made down the road even if you had to, and, folks, I'm here to tell you, if you've not looked up modern air rifles lately,
1: Absolutely. they have
0: come a long way from where, Mark, we were kids running around with Red Riders. Right, Or right. even the Crosman, you know, 177 pump, you know, air rifle. They have yep. come a long way. They are super accurate. Now, really, really quick, a lot of you may or may not know this. Most of you gun guys probably do, but if you're new to the gun world, you may not know this. A scope for a regular rifle does not work on an air rifle. A lot of you may think, well, I've got some stuff kicking around. I'll just, you can't do that. An air rifle scope is designed in such a way because the recoil and everything in an air rifle is different than that of a, you know, firearm, if you would, that's got a a gunpowder load in it, a charge. They are completely different and they are not interchangeable. Correct. So if you're going to buy a scope for an air rifle, which I have one of those, I've got a pretty inexpensive one, but does it work for the average things I want to do around my property?
1: Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. And you can get it in uh you know 22 caliber. That's right. And I think
0: there's three or four calibers now, Mark. You can, I didn't look is. that up, but there's more than one to your point. And but again, same thing there. I would I, recommend get the most common caliber, which would either be a 22 or a 177. Yep. One of the two cuz again, down the road if you're out running around and you're finding some stash and you happen to run across some BBs or pellets, pellets by the way would be the most would be what I would recommend. And and because they're the most deadly when you're hunting small game and so on. But, folks, you can kill a lot of small game. And if you're really good with your, with your aim and you practice a lot, you would be surprised what they will do. A lot of you may or may not know this, but Lewis and Clark actually traversed this entire continent, or the majority of, with nothing but an air rifle. Because that's all that was in existence back in that day. Wow. And it was an actually... Uh, It was a very uh, high-powered air rifle. It took an air charge that you pumped up uh, like you would a bicycle tire, if you would. And when they showed that to the Indians and they showed the power that it had, to me, it was sort of that stabilizer that they had not only between that and the scout, of course, the female scout that they had, but between those two things, the Indians were amazed at what that rifle would actually do. And to me, it was a leveling yeah. level the playing field if you would so a lot of you would laugh at an air rifle but don't laugh uh frankly mark the more i think about it uh you, you can talk about a 22 rifle or an air rifle and frankly for a lot of what you can do with an air rifle i don't know that you'd need to go drag along the 22
1: no probably not and you get not a really only nice that high but, powered air rifle um 22 ammo is a lot more expensive than 22 pellets, a oh, lot.
0: And the other thing about that is you can get a tin, which they kind of come in a chew can. Think yeah, of it that way. It's a kind large of, chew la- can. A large chew can is kind of yep. what they come in. And you can pack probably 100 to 150 pellets in oh. that chew can. You couldn't carry 150 rounds of anything in it's that small of a container. It's actually more than that.
1: My, my cans of pellets hold 500 in a can. And there you go. Four inches in diameter and maybe uh, three-quarters of an cans inch are, but
0: My can's about the size of that little... Uh, oh, no, yeah. That's Which you can get 150 or so in a little bitty. Yeah. You put it in your front pocket and go. But, yeah, no, to your point, you you can carry a lot of ammunition with you.
1: And at the time, it was less than 10 bucks for 500 rounds.
0: <laughs> Thank you, Mark. Again, a lot, <laughs> this is something that, by the way, I don't hear a lot of preppers talking about, even in this article I just read you. These are mostly firearms that you're looking at, and some of you would say, well, an air rifle, how... How good would that be? Y- y- yeah. You would be surprised. It's not poof. Poof. Oh, no. They, well, and here's the thing most people don't realize. If you get an air rifle that breaks the sound barrier, yes. it's almost as loud as a twenty-two because it's the sound barrier breaking that creates the, creates the pop sound. Correct. So they're actually fairly loud, louder than you would think. They're not as loud as a full .22 because there's no charge of, of gunpowder there, but they're louder than you think because it's breaking the sound barrier. That's and right. And that's where the sound comes from.
1: That's right. And I, my, my uh, pellet gun is as fast as a twenty two rifle. The speed of the projectile is just as fast, like 1,100 feet per second.
0: There you go. Which is
1: right about the sound barrier.
0: Uh, so again, folks, for the cost of now, the air rifle will cost more than a cheap twenty That I'll tell you straight up front. Because a good air rifle, you're in the, gosh, Mark, you can spend as little as 250 bucks and as much as a couple of grand. Right. Depending upon what you want, you know, as far as features and so on. Uh, But I tell you what, again, folks, you would be you'd be shocked at how accurate and what all you can do with an air rifle. And the plus side, again, in most cases, and I know there's some covenant controlled areas where air rifles and things like that are not allowed to be shot off. But typically you can go find some small park or even go up in the woods someplace. Most people are not going to know what you're doing with an air rifle. And you'd have the ability to practice and practice and practice and practice for really not a lot of money and most people not knowing what you're doing.
1: Go to the National Forest. It's allowed to shoot even regular firearms in the National Forest. You don't need a permit or anything. And an air Just rifle's not even going to bother anybody for the All most right. part. So Set up some targets and have some fun.
0: Another nice thing about an air rifle is the ricochet and, and the potential for injuring others is pretty minimal because... Again, they're not designed to kill people. They're designed to go small, go hunt some small game target practice things along those lines.
1: Correct. Small birds, small game squirrels, rabbits.
0: Correct. And, boy, folks, I tell you, they they can be extremely accurate. All right, we come back. We're going to go through the sheet that Mark brought the last time. Some of you have had questions on that, so we'll get into some of that in a moment. Don't go anywhere, though. We'll come about right back. Ready Radio. Don't forget Allen Stack, Stack Optical. We just got done talking about kind of the ammunition, firearm, even the pellet gun end of things, the air rifle, if you would. And you need the right eyewear in all of these cases, and Allen Stack can supply all of that for you. So you name it, Allen can do it, whether it's just day to day eyewear, you want something specific, you ski, you want prescription lenses for that, you do workout in your shop and you want prescription for that, you name it, Allen can do it all. And in some cases, has interchangeable lenses that you can actually put into the frame that, again, he can design right around you your face your shape your eyes and so on and he can do it all in house by the way that's alan stack stack optical 303-321-1578 in such an uneasy and unpredictable time that we live in growing your own food is becoming a necessity colorado greenhouse builders is a local family-owned and operated business that specializes in custom cedar greenhouses Owners Jason and Annette have over 35 years of construction management experience and have built multi-million dollar greenhouse structures all over the country. Colorado Greenhouse Builders is one of the few companies that specializes in geothermal heating. Geothermal heating utilizes the sun's light and heat to create an amazing year-round growing opportunity. Their geothermal heating has proven to be a gardener's dream, even in our cold Colorado winters. They can provide a custom consultation that includes an evaluation of your site and then provide recommendations and a custom plan for all your growing needs. Call Colorado Greenhouse Builders at 720-539-9806 or find them at ready-radio.com. That's ready-radio.com.
2: Winter is nearing its end, but the threats to your roof's integrity are not. Warmer temperatures mean melting snow and spring rains. Don't wait until there's water inside your home to act. Be proactive today by calling Roof Savers Colorado. Here at Roof Savers, we try to save every client from the expense of a costly replacement without compromising the performance of your roof. This 100% plant-based product gives you the new roof performance without new roof costs. For any roofs that do not qualify for the treatment, we work with your insurance so you can get the replacement you need. With over 20-plus years of roofing experience, we believe in helping you determine the right solution for your situation and through every season. Call today to schedule your free roof inspection. Call us at 303-710-6916. That's 303-710-6916. Or go to RoofSaversCO.com today to ensure your roof can keep unwanted leaks away.
0: All right, we are back. Ready Radio, KLZ 560, again, live show on April the 28th. Mark Clay with me today as well, and he's got his own website, which I should mention. Mark, go ahead. I'll let you mention that. Oh, one day closer.biz is the website. There you go. Mentioned that earlier, folks. Really quick, somebody also texted in and said, hey, the other thing about air rifles is there's no... Background check. You don't have to go to an FFL, you know, license dealer, blah, 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 to do all of that with. So that's really cool. In this case, he's got a air-powered that you charge with air, either pump, compressor, something along those lines, 30 caliber, Whoa. which in that case, Mark, would pretty much handle anything you'd ever want to handle. So, yes, folks, that yeah. – and, and you don't hear a lot of folks in the preparedness world talking about that, but air rifles, I think, have a really solid fit – in sort of that that scenario, if you would, and even prior, just because you can do a lot of things with it that you don't need a full bore, you know, firearm to go do. Absolutely, and still Absolutely. have a lot of fun at the same time. By the way, they're a great they're a great tool to teach kids how to shoot. Also, yes, that's a good. idea. there's no too. recoil, so it's very. Very nice to teach someone that's never shot before how to shoot one of those first, which kind of yeah. is the way we all grew up. I don't know about you, Mark, but, I mean, I had an air rifle when I was probably five or six years of age and just started started growing into it from that stage.
1: Yeah, for somebody who's new to firearms, that's not going to scare them. Like not a at big all.
0: Not at all. In fact, you can start off really as simple as a Red rider if you want If you just want to get the the... Ability for them to know how to handle the gun, cock it, fire it, trigger all that. I mean, yeah, Red Rider's pretty inexpensive, $30, $40, bucks, but just to get the generalities of how it works. The mechanics. Nothing wrong with that. Yeah. D- d- th- th- thanks. Yes, the mechanics the of it. Nothing wrong of with it that. And
1: also the safety of it. You yeah, know? that's right.
0: And the plus side there is if something happens, it's not going to kill anybody. <laughs> right. <laughs> might, Might, you know might take your eye out like they say on christmas story but that'd be about that'd be about it. And I'm, not, I'm not laughing about that by the way taking an eye out's not a laughing matter and you still need gun safety around them because yes they shoot a projectile they can break windows and do things like that so you, again the gun safety side of it still applies mark there's no Absolutely. difference there at all That's right. all right talk us talk to us again you're on here i don't know we had John a couple of months ago talking about the readiness scale i've had a few people asking about it that have downloaded it and and uh, n- nobody with really any in particular, questions because it's pretty self-explanatory. But talk about how you came up with this once again.
1: Sure, you bet. Um, this is a, a a scale that I have fifteen categories on here from water, food, shelter, etc., all the way up to EMPS and that kind of stuff. Fifteen categories that are rated from one to ten, and with each uh, with each rating increasing one, your two, score. three, four, etc., okay. your score. As your score increases, it's going to require more time, energy, and money. Right. All right? Right. So you can start on this on the low end. In fact, a lot of times you can just uh, look in your cupboards, for example, and uh, you can score two or three just after looking at the food in your cupboard. Good so point. So a lot of times this well, scale— Well, like you said,
0: like you've got one even on security and protection. One is, okay, when are your lights on? Yeah. What, what are you doing along those lines? Are you paying attention to some of those things? So, yeah, to your point, some of this doesn't— doesn't require m- anything other than just paying attention. Yeah, good point. Yeah. You know, so there's there's no investment in some, of especially level one. There's there's not a ton of investment. One of these you've got as far as the transportation end of it, extra shoes. Okay, well, extra shoes could be instead of taking the old pair that you would have normally hauled down to Goodwill or Salvation Army, just tuck those away. Make sure they've got a decent sole on them, or you know, maybe make it on purpose the next time that you're getting ready to you know look at your shoes and you're like, you know, these are about half worn out. Okay, well. Maybe it's time to go buy a new pair. Take that old pair, tuck those away. Mm-hmm. Now here's your extra pair of shoes. You didn't really spend any extra money to tuck those away that way, right?
1: And when you do, got an extra uh, few bucks, then you buy an extra pair when they're on the sale. There you go. When they're on sale, get them again. Get yeah, them do the two for pair.
0: one deal or whatever, and do it then. Exactly. Yeah, great point. So if you really, I think what we're trying to get people to do, Mark, at least I am, is to just. Raise the awareness so as you're shopping and doing things on a day to day basis, this cannot be accomplished. This whole list, by the way, and we all know this, you can't accomplish this overnight. That's no one right. can. I mean, I guess if you were a billionaire and you had some, even then, it takes time to even assemble what's on this list. So even the people with the most money in the world, yep. even if they've got people doing this list for them, can't do it overnight. This is a process for anyone
1: time, energy, and right. money. Right.
0: You're, you're, again, three. this is going to take, in most cases, time to put together, and in some cases, I will tell you straight up, most of what's on Mark's list, as you get up into those upper scales, uh, this is a, year, a year-to-year process, not something that's going to happen day after day, Mark. This, is, this is a day-to-day to get to the year-to-year, because it takes years to get this all the way done.
1: Right. And I thought it would just be kind of fun to put a number on all these things so that we can actually do something where you can kind of score yourself.
0: Have you, just as a side note, because I I know we didn't talk about this last time you were on, and if you say no, then straight up I get it. Have you put a price to any of this to where if you had all of it done, what would the price tag be?
1: Well, if you want to go over to uh, uh, 10 on all of these categories, you're talking about extra land and communities and all this kind of stuff, so millions, I suppose.
0: I would say you're probably right. But
1: for most of us – middle-class people, regular Americans who, uh, you know, care about the safety of their family, uh, you can accomplish six, seven, eight in a lot of these categories without breaking the bank.
0: Yeah, I, I think, you know, it, 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 maybe there's something you and I could work on at some point in time is just sort of start putting some line item, dollar amounts, and to say, okay, if you want to be a solid seven Mm-hmm. what are you spending you know what are you spending time and money wise to get there now a lot of these can be done uh, in a more frugal fashion as we just mentioned a moment ago there's one way buy extra when you're out buying. Mm-hmm. Look for sales, look for deals at everything from garage sales to Goodwill to online to marketplace to next door to whatever. A lot of those things can be picked up as somebody's tossing something. Yeah, can that be repurposed and reused? So, but, again, that's a time factor now, Mark, that that's you've right. got to be investing in. And in some cases, for some people, time is money. For others, they've got all the time in the world, but they have no money. Okay, whatever works for you, start applying it to the list.
1: Yeah, I got my generator on, uh, on Craigslist. You know, and it was uh, used once in, in uh, some event, a power outage event, and they never used it again. And I went there and bought go. it for half price, and it was used once.
0: There you go. Folks, I'll give you another tip, which I haven't talked about this much. There is a website, and yes, it's a division of Amazon, but it's Amazon's leftover stock. It's probably the best way for me to say it. And it's mm-hmm. called Woot, W O O T. And you can sign up for all of their announcements. They'll have you a little daily email. Sometimes they have what they call a Woot Off, which is a different item that comes out about every 10 to 15 minutes. And Woot, again, is all of these, you know, think of the warehouse sale of Amazon, where they've had all sorts of things that have come in that either didn't sell or they had extra inventory. They've got new inventory coming in, so they've got to move the old out. They put it on Woot. It's still being bought through Amazon, delivered By Amazon, there will be a little bit of differences in the return policy and so on because these are sort of that final sale thing. But to your your generator side, Mark, uh, a couple of years ago, I think I bought because we use generators in my business, and then we each have one as well. You know, myself and, and the boys and so on. And if I'm not mistaken, I bought generators at about half price. They're not huge. It's the 2,000-watt small generators, which would work fine for the majority of what folks need to do. But I bought those for about half off of what you normally would off of Woot, and they're brand new in the box.
1: So now you got one for your friends so they don't take yours.
0: Correct. (laughs) Correct. And, again, if you just watch some of these sales, and what Woot does is, for example, the other day on Woot, they had 10-year... Shelf life, freeze-dried food, which I don't own a lot of, but they had buckets of those that had about 48 meals, I want to say, in one bucket. Ten-year shelf life, and they were, again, half price. Wow. So you, you just could watch for some of those deals in some of the different places, Woot being... Another one of those, it's Woot.com. You can just go there, but it's a division of Amazon. And again, it's just everything that Amazon has that's sort of being closed out, left over. Sometimes it'll have a blemish or something along those lines as well. But it tells you in the description everything about it. And there's a lot of these items we talk about weekly that you, believe it or not, if you just are steady about reading your emails of what comes in from Woot, and looking at, oh, well, there's an extra pair of shoes. That's a great tip. There's an extra this. There's an extra that. There's Sometimes they'll even have ammo cans and things like that that are on discount on Woot. Well, those are the times to buy those, of course.
1: Awesome. I didn't know about that. Woot.com.
0: Yeah. I learned about that several years ago. And... You know, I mean, I watch it daily. Sometimes there's like, "Eh, you know, I'd like to buy that, but I don't need it right now. And so sometimes there's decisions you're making as you're looking at things. But other times it's like, oh, yeah, I'm going to grab two or three of those. With Woot 2, by the way, there'll always be a limit to how many you can buy. So that generator deal, for example, I think I was limited to two. So I had to use two different, you know, we had to use two different accounts to buy three or four of them because they only limited you to the two per customer. Interesting. So in a lot of cases, it's such a good deal, they're not letting you buy large quantities. It's a one or two situation that you can buy. Uh, you know, here, here a while back, they had the the power banks, where these were on discount. I didn't buy any, but probably shouldn't, wishing now I had. But it's like the generator, only it's got lithium batteries in it instead of a generator Ooh. to where, instead of having to have gas and power it up and all that, there's a solar pack that you can also add on to this, it'll charge that battery, and it's all self-contained, 2,000 watt, blah, 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 away you go.
1: I love those, I'm well, all into that.
0: Without ever having to fire it up, and they were on discount not long ago on Wood as well. So, again, just different things that are typically there, as you go through Mark's list, the way I would do this list, frankly, and kind of the way I'm doing it personally is, you go through the list, score yourself to begin with. W- where am I at right now on the list? Yeah. Am I a solid... You know, two, four, six, seven. You know, where am I at on the list? And not mm-hmm. all areas. Maybe I'm, maybe I'm a seven in one area and a three in another. But you get yourself scored, and then you start deciding. Okay, how am I going to move myself up in each one of these areas? And what are those items going to need to be to move myself up? Well, now then you start a list, and as you find places like Woot or you know the thrift store or whatever it happens to be, if one of those things fits the list. And in today's world, by the way, you can put the list on your cell phone. So you've always got it with you. I mean, there's lots of ways to do this today to where you don't even have to carry a piece of paper around. You can put all that on your phone. You carry that with you. And if you run across an item you think fits, go look at your list and see if it fits in there. And then you can raise your score.
1: Yeah, that's one of the benefits of having the list, um, which you can get at uh, one day closer dot biz. Just go to the bottom of the list or bottom of the page and uh, get it there.
0: Just and we link it. this on Ready Radio's website as well, folks, at ready-radio.com. You can find that list there as well. Excellent.
1: So. It's a PDF, so just download it and print it.
0: And free to use, by the way. Somebody asked me the other day, is there a cost? No, free no. to use. Mark's made this available to everybody.
1: Yep, absolutely. Um, one of the benefits is that once you do the score, then you can see where you're lacking in, in mm-hmm. any of these categories. And by the way, let me mention that there's something that I did not put on this list that is important. And I discovered that when I was a little bit late getting to the show, and that is get in shape, oh. okay? Don't be sitting around, uh,
0: Phys- you know, physical fitness.
1: growing your marshmallow fat tire around your gut, all right? Get
0: in shape. Can't argue that one.
1: You know, sometimes you might have to run from somebody or run to somebody to help them out.
0: Well, you, you bring up a great point. Even if you're all of a sudden, you know, you decide, hey, I've got a bug out and I'm on foot. Okay, well, how how many miles a day could you walk? How, what What could you cover? In a particular day, can you cover 5 miles, 7 miles, 10 miles? I mean, what's the average you think you could do? You know, Personally, myself, because, um, you know, we especially when we're on vacation, my wife and I, we do a lot of walking. I feel we could easily cover 8 to 10 miles in a day pretty easily, her and I could, just because we're in good enough shape to be able to do that. But if you can't, how much can you, and what are you going to work yourself up to? Great right. point, by the way.
1: If, if you're climbing up the stairs... And, and, it's, and it's tough, you're sucking air, then <laughs> you need to think about getting into shape, Get into the gym, even just start walking. You don't have to do a gym membership. You can do a lot of stuff just on your own in your living room without any cost at all.
0: You know, you made me think of something else a moment ago as well, which might, I mean, this is something else we might want to add to, to this list, Mark, and that would be, do you have a physical ailment that you've been putting off Because you're thinking, oh, I'll get to that tomorrow. So maybe I've got a bad knee. I don't want to get that done today. I'll wait several years. Well, if stuff gets bad and you have a bad knee, how's that going to work out for you in that particular scenario? Where today, if you've got medical coverage and the ability to get that done, what are you waiting for? Right. Get my drift?
1: Yeah, totally. And if you look around this world, like we all can, every night we watch the news, it's all falling apart, right? And there's a lot to be concerned about then maybe you ought to take those medical ailments and put them on a higher priority.
0: Thank you. And I, and again, that's not really on our list, but maybe not, it but should that's be that's a good idea. You know, if you've got I don't know, some of you listening to me have there's all sorts of things that can that can come up. Some of you could have everything from literally bunions to you know different things. I, I've got some growths on my hand. My wife keeps wanting me to get checked out. And I know it's from turning a wrench as many years as I turned a wrench and because it's, it's exactly where a wrench lies on my hand, but I keep putting that off, and I'm even talking to myself now, Mark. It's like, okay, w- what am I waiting for, and why am I not getting that taken care of?
1: Ah, uh, good point. To your point, because you
0: know that that down the road could become a real problem.
1: And you know, medical supplies would also apply to that kind of a situation.
0: Great point. Um,
1: if if we're um in a in a grid down situation or a catastrophic situation or a war or something like that, you may not be able to get to medical care. So it would be a good idea to have some things on hand. Remember, in the old days, before antibiotics, before penicillin, uh, people were dying because they got a blister on their foot, right? Yep. I I just watched a, uh, a documentary on President Calvin Coolidge. He had a son who was playing tennis, got a blister on his foot, and three weeks later, he was dead.
0: Because yeah, they get infected, and they didn't know how to take care of it back then. They didn't have the antibiotics we have today, and there you go.
1: There you Great go. Great point. So uh, be thinking about those kind of things, You know, too.
0: and uh, John, hang tight. I'll get right to you. One other thing you just reminded me of, too, when you start talking those shoes and that extra shoes and so on, also, Mark, is it good, comfortable, non-blistering footwear? In other words, yeah. uh, can you walk that 10 miles— in those shoes or would you want to walk the 10 miles in those shoes if not you probably should think about that as well
1: right I- include your socks you know make sure your great socks point. and your your shoes
0: socks insoles whatever you need along those lines to be able to do that absolutely great point john and cheyenne you're next go ahead sir hey john
3: you you brought up a great point about how far you can go but more important than that is How are you going to get there if you don't have any – if there's an EMP and you don't have uh, anything anymore? Do you know how to read a map, and do you have a compass and know how to use it?
0: And that that kind of goes back to John. Mark didn't hear this because he was making his way to the studio, but I talked about honing – those skills, if you would. Because, you know, there's a lot of things on this sheet, but really, I'll be honest, there's a lot of things on Mark's sheet even that if you've got some life skills and the ability to even make some things on your own, take something and make something of it, you know, you're going to be well served in doing so. So in some cases, maybe you don't need to go spend a bunch of money on something. Maybe you need to be learning that life skill, i.e., in your case, what you're talking about, how do you read a map? If you can't, you better learn how.
3: You know, and... Places, you know, and some people say they're, you know, very liberal stores. But REI, you could take a class if you're a mentor. Yeah. you could you could take it a a basic map reading or land nav class for less than a hundred dollars.
0: Yep, and on and on and, John, and on. Real quick, too, John. on Mark Sheet, he's got. You know, we talked about this last time he was here. He's got a full list on the skill sets. So yeah, and a lot, And by the way, and there's a lot of cases I can look through. Mark's list even on the skills, and I can look up above it some of the things you would be out buying that if you had the skills down below, you wouldn't necessarily have to buy. Correct. And exactly. if you need some
1: skills, and also look at the Home Depot. They give free classes on different kinds of skills.
0: Okay. Home yep. Depot, REI, sure. folks, are all around. Yep.
3: Um, the other thing you were saying, John, is can you walk? I know I can walk 10 miles. But how much can you carry walking ten miles? Right, that's your other thing. Great point. If you if you're really serious about this, can you carry, you know, a thirty pound pack and do ten miles?
0: Good point. Yep. Good point. You,
3: you've got to bug out, and it's after an EMP, you might have to carry your gear or your survival yep. gear. Whether yep. it's just a, a
1: tent. A hey, you might a have fifty bag, pounds
0: on your back, John.
1: Well, how how heavy yep. is water? Right.
0: Very. Water you is actually water, you, you, you great that's a great point, Mark. You don't really want to be carrying a lot of water. you want to have the ability to filter water you find because carrying that gets very heavy,
1: right, but if you and had I'm, to go down to the river gonna, to get I'm, some of that water, can you do that? can you uh mm-hmm. carry it on your back great or point. you know you you get a wheelbarrow like I do on my uh transports number r s two is you get a wheelbarrow so you can haul that water with you
0: mm-hmm. great point,
3: right um. The other thing, John, is just to let everybody know, I was in there last week. If you don't have a water filter, the Sawyer Squeeze is super reliable. I use it on the backpacking trail all the time, and they were 30 bucks in Walmart.
0: Okay, the- good to know. Yeah. And
3: nice. it'll last, uh, they say, 500,000 liters of water if you take care of it and mm. you don't let it freeze. But, I mean... That right there should get you to survival if you're going to do mm-hmm. other things like boil water or Good point. what have you. Good point. But even if you're just a day hiker, grab one. Because what about, I always say to myself, what happens if I fall and break my ankle and I got to spend the night in the woods until rescue comes and gets
0: me? Good point. What yep. do I have in my day yep. pack to get yep. me home? That's a great point. Yep. Excellent. Um, awesome. Good so, stuff.
3: But the land nav. I think, is the biggest thing because everybody is so, so dependent on whether it's their smartphone or their Garmin or whichever.
0: The other thing, and too, and I know we, we got to run to break, John, but the other thing folks need to yeah. learn along those lines is also, yeah, you can read a map, a topo even to kind of tell you where are ravines and how steep are things and so on. But, you know, right. you need to learn how to even read the mountain in other words i you know when you look at the mountain do you see a game trail do you see areas where you could climb over that mountain is there something there you know do you know what a ravine even looks like do you know what you're liable to run battery? into you need to learn how to you know i guess what i'm saying john is you need to you need to learn how to read the landscape
1: yes
3: and you know what a quick way to do that is john and i i noticed this when if you're driving like Say you're going to drive 285 from the Colorado border up to Silverthorne from the New Mexico. As you're driving across those valleys, look and say, okay, where do I think the road's going to go over this next mountain? Yes. And see if you can figure out where the road's going to go. Because, you know, the road is going to be the easiest way to follow if you're not out in the woods. But the other thing is a game trail will usually be the easiest way if you're not. Uh, following a established trail.
0: Yeah, great point. Great yep. point. Yep. John, John good how stuff. You doing? You're good, man. I appreciate it very much. Thanks for listening. Mark, hang tight. We'll come right back to you. Ready Radio again, folks. The website, ready-radio.com. You can actually find this sheet there that we've got that we're talking about as well, and we'll talk to Mark a little more as soon as we come back. Mark Clay, who's with us in studio. We'll be right back. Mark and Wiggins, hang tight. This is Ready Radio, KLZ 560.
2: Winter is nearing its end, but the threats to your roof's integrity are not. Warmer temperatures mean melting snow and spring rains. Don't wait until there's water inside your home to act. Be proactive today by calling Roof Savers Colorado. Here at Roof Savers, we try to save every client from the expense of a costly replacement without compromising the performance of your roof. This 100% plant-based product gives you the new roof performance without new roof costs. For any roofs that do not qualify for the treatment, we work with your insurance so you can get the replacement you need. With over 20-plus years of roofing experience, we believe in helping you determine the right solution for your situation and through every season. Call today to schedule your free roof inspection. Call us at 303-710-6916. That's 303-710-6916. Or go to RoofSaversCo.com today to ensure your roof can keep unwanted leaks away.
0: In such an uneasy and unpredictable time that we live in, growing your own food is becoming a necessity. Colorado Greenhouse Builders is a local family-owned and operated business that specializes in custom cedar greenhouses. Owners Jason and Annette have over 35 years of construction management experience and have built multi-million dollar greenhouse structures all over the country. Colorado Greenhouse Builders is one of the few companies that specializes in geothermal heating. Geothermal heating utilizes the sun's light and heat All right, we are back. Ready Radio KLZ 560 again. Thank you guys so much for joining us. Mark Clay with us today. One day closer.biz is Mark's website. You're welcome to go there again. We are not um We are not jealous of anybody doing anything in this space. We want to work together as a community, so there's no contest between what we're doing on Ready Radio versus what Mark's doing with his site. This is to build a community where everybody's more prepared at the end of the day is how we look at this. And by the way, I haven't ran anybody yet that really feels any different about that than I do, so it's just a big community. We're all trying to build things up. Mark and Wiggins, though, you're next. Go ahead, sir. Hey, how are you doing, Good, Mark. Good talking to you, sir.
5: Good. Hey, uh, I was thinking about your initial question before I get to my topic. Uh, you had talked about weapons and uh, what you would pick. And, and the first thing that popped in my mind was a good knife. Uh, yeah. You know, a good knife yeah. is going to get you out of a lot of little different situations. And it's. And Mark, you know, let's it's add really quick to that to,
0: to that knife, too, for everybody listening. Let's add a good multi-tool as well. And by the way, I don't like the knives that come in the multi-tool. Can you get by with that? Yes. But you need a multi-tool and a good knife on top of that. Yes.
5: When I've I've had several like Leatherman type tools and I've never been a fan of them. I just I don't like them for whatever reason. I, I think I like more of a specific tool like a pair of, you know, um, I guess I don't know what the politically correct term is, but plier tools. Um, that well, you, know, you know, yeah, everything from
0: you know you know side cutters to pliers to channel locks and so on. Now I will say when you, if you got a bug out, you're not carrying. All that with you, and you probably need to have some sort of a good, you know, whether it be Leatherman or one of the Gerber. I I mean, there's there's multiples of now. I mean, Leatherman was kind of the first one to market, but there's now a bunch of different knockoffs and some that I think actually are invented better than even what Leatherman is. So, you know, you pick your poison, but yeah, I agree with you, Mark. I mean, I'm one where... I only grab the Leatherman if it's an absolute emergency and it's the only thing I've got hanging around. Otherwise, I'm going to get the right tool. Yes.
1: My favorite multi-tool is the Victorinox.
0: Okay. There you go.
1: That's another high-end brand made in Switzerland, and they have great quality steel in their multi-tools and okay. their regular knives, and that's a, a good option. It has okay. some nice pliers in there.
0: Great. Good. Appreciate and that. That does
5: make a big difference because I've had several different knives that I've gotten. Even just, uh, you know, in passing at a hardware store, grab it. And then you know, months later, it falls apart. So that that's pretty frustrating if you if you really need it. But uh, but I wanted to. You guys were bringing up a, a point on on exercise, and what do you do if you're a little soft? Um, myself, I have recently had both uh, shoulders uh, had surgery on mm-hmm. them because of uh, you know they call it like an arthritis type thing where you have to go in and and fix the rotator cuff anyway. Um, I decided that I'm going to go ahead and use my own workout center, which uh, I sent you an email with a couple of yep. pictures to uh, John at Drive Dash Radio, and it's called uh, G NAT N A T dot com. And this piece of equipment mounted in my garage. I've got I went to Amazon dot com and bought uh, several different bands um, to be able to attach to the sides and then a pulley system, and then even some hooks all the way up on the top of the wall, which is like 10 feet up in the air. Uh, but basically, uh, what I've been told is that this piece of equipment, once you get about six inches off the ground, puts your body into a state of, of um, you know, uh, kind of like a hyper-awareness, yeah. whereas if you, your body thinks it's falling off like a hundred-foot cliff, but you're only a few few inches off the ground... Um, and then, you know, you put yourself in this position and just do a couple of these motions, um, which are 12 different exercises, um, to your ability. And, you know, I, I use it for my PT for both my shoulders, you know, in the last six months. And the doctors are just amazed at, at my healing. Um, so I could very much vouch for this piece. And it doesn't have any moving parts other than yourself. And, I mean, of course, the resistance and the bands, but there's nothing to fail. You know, when I look for equipment, I look for things that are not going to fail or that have a higher reliability. because if I'm going to be spending a lot of money on this yep. stuff, I don't need it to be breaking at any point. So when you guys are talking about, like, how do you hike or what are you going to do in an emergency or how are you going to hike that water out? Well, I am using this to be able to start from a basic, you know, get back to motion using my body from the surgeries, where someone even that may have limited mobility get up on this thing with the assistance of somebody else, and and be able to get back into full motion, mm. and, and it works wonders. I, I just point. can't say enough good things about it. But, That's awesome. Uh, they've got a couple of shops, and and if you look it up, they can tell you where they do it. You know, in person, so you can kind of try it out mm-hmm. yourself. I like it. Um, but it's it's definitely worthwhile if you've never tried it. Uh, It it will kick your butt no matter how strong you think you are. I'll send
0: this to Producer Ann. We can get that up on the website a little later as well. Mark, I appreciate that very much. Thank you. Great great point, by the way. And and you brought up a great point, Mark, as far as just are you in shape to be able to handle some of those things that may come along? Yes, I understand adrenaline can kick in and can handle things. But the reality, Mark, is adrenaline only lasts so long. If you're not physically fit, it's going to show up eventually.
1: Yeah, the, the adrenaline wears out, and you start to get a headache, and now you are got a headache, and you're tired. Yeah. So it's, it's important to get in shape, you it, bet.
0: It really is. And, again, folks, we're not trying to scare anyone or, you know, because, honestly, I don't know what the future holds. I do know what Mark said a moment ago, and I can't disagree. You know, things aren't— good, and by the way, they never will be. I mean, we know that even from Scripture, they're never going to be good and perfect. We live in a fallen world, and you need to be aware and be prepared of what's going on around you at all times. And even that just, you know, situational awareness, you've got to be ready and watching for everything that's happening. I was going to talk a little bit about tornadoes today. I'll get to that maybe at a later date, but same thing there. I mean, I've seen videos of late where people are literally watching tornadoes, come at them, and just seconds away from it hitting their house, and they're finally getting into their secure area. And I'm thinking, I'd have been in there five minutes or ten minutes prior. Yeah. I wouldn't be watching that thing come at me. You Sorry. Know, uh,
1: in uh, 2008, uh, my little town had a tornado, and our neighbors, some of our neighbors, were leveled. Our house, fortunately, was not. Wow. But my daughter and I were home, and it was really scary. It was really loud. We ran into the basement. The power goes out, and since we're in the basement, it's dark, and it's a situation where, what if, like you say? Yeah. What if, well, but that would never happen here. Well, you never know. yes, it
0: can. You never know. We've we've had them as as close to town as Thornton, folks, uh, some big ones even, and— Hey, it's been a crazy winter. We have no idea what things are going to be like as we go through spring, summer. You know, we don't have too many tornadoes in the fall. But, hey, we're in that time of the year right now. We, we just had one here a couple of well, it was Wednesday, I think we had an announcement for one on Wednesday. So, no, we're in that, we're in that you know, time of the year, Mark, where those things could happen pretty much anywhere.
1: Yeah. Did you see the uh, stories from Northern California where people were getting 15 feet of snow? Yes, I did. They had to get into the house through the third story attic some of window? Them were,
0: some of them had 70 feet of snow,
1: holy smokes.
0: seventy not seventy inches, folks, seventy feet in some areas, wow, yeah, they were literally crawling into the house from the upper windows, then back down into the house, they'd go down into the main level and take pictures of the snow being all the way up the your huge picture windows and such, just just them and again to, to you know to our point what we talk about here on a weekly basis, mark, being ready for any of those sorts of things, no matter what might hit, we have no idea what's coming next, none. Right. You've got to be prepared and be ready. And I just feel like at times, Mark, we sort of get into this this sort of, oh, that's never going to happen to me. Oh, that's not going to happen. Or no, you know, I'll get to that next week. The procrastination starts to set in and, oh, I'll get to that next week. Well, um, next week will eventually come. Tomorrow will eventually be here.
1: Yeah, and that's a part of our culture, unfortunately. We we live in a culture where everything is so easy, we don't have to go hunting for our food anymore. It, everything is easy. It's true. And life is good. It's true. And so we lose our skills and we need to get some of those back.
0: You're correct. We you know we're so used to running down to whatever store it is or I talked about woot earlier at Amazon. We're used to same day or next day delivery, we click on the mouse and <laughs> you know, boom, it shows up that day or the next day. And and, and by the way, not, not Not ditzing any of that. That's great, and and there's some huge advantages to some of that. But again, if you're not self-sufficient, to me, Mark, that's why we talk about this on a weekly basis, I don't want to rely on anyone else for my substance. I, I don't think we should. I don't think it's even biblical. We need to be able to take care of ourselves without having to rely on anybody else to do so.
1: I, I totally agree. It's like uh, Joseph in the Old Testament. He knew that a seven-year famine was coming, and so he took seven years to get ready yep. for it.
0: And prepared his entire nation for that. So, Mark, we'll have you back here in a few weeks. It's always a joy having you. For those of you, again, listening, ready-radio.com. There's a link even to this preparedness sheet we've been talking to with Mark right there as well. You can always text me or email us as well. Go right to the website. All of that is there, the text line 307 307- But anything you guys need, feel free to reach out, and we will be back next week. This is Ready Radio KLZ 560.
1: The views and opinions expressed on KLZ 560 are those of the speaker, commentators, hosts, their guests, and callers. They are not necessarily the views and opinions of Crawford Broadcasting or KLZ Management, employees, associates, or advertisers. KLZ 560 is a Crawford Broadcasting God and Country Station.